3: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
1: Ron Dugay started following me last night. How about that? How about that? How about that? These guys here, the guys with the full heads of hair, don't even know. What did you call him? A Ron Duguay? Like, who is this Ron Duguay? Don't! This guy was Bon Jovi before there was Bon Jovi, okay? Good guy, Ron Dugay. He's coming up next week.
3: This is the Ron Peterson Show.
1: <clears throat> it certainly is. Good day, Canada and uh, Canadian sports fans around the world and dare I say XFL fans <laughs> around the world because we got a lot of those in They're the house. Growing. Growing a lot. Hey, Something just dropped right in our lap here, a hot potato, and we're going to delve into that right away, but I'm just going to tell you who's coming up on the program today. The great Ron Duguay, and you have to understand something. He might be watching right now. Up until two weeks ago, these guys had no idea who Ron Duguay was, is. The Bon Jovi of the NHL, okay, from the 70s and 80s. Now, these guys are dressing up for him. They're fixing their hair. So imagine what Dugay went through in the 80s. It's the heartthrob of the National Hockey League. He'll be joining us from Florida today. New York Rangers, great. And I'm, I'm, I'm stunned that you didn't know who he was. But just because of his legend. Right. Okay. Dugay coming up in 20 minutes. And uh, Dale Durkacz, the rat, our Regina Pats hockey analyst, all-time leading scorer in franchise history. And Bruce Gabby Boudreaux from the NHL Network coming up in hour two. But you're all here for football. And I want us right now, first things first, Get a good shot of it. Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports. This is Ryan in Albany, New York. Sent me this bunny hug yesterday, and I'm wearing it today. Belly Up Sports. It's the podcast network all across America, growing into Canada that we're now part of. And how fantastic is that? Awesome. How about that? Told you that we're growing in the States big time. That's where the numbers are, people. So before we get to the quick six show topics, because this has usurped everything else. This was sent out, this tweet, by the United Football Players Association, okay? And don't put any stock in this. I'm going to read it, but don't, don't get your panties in a bunch. We are aware of the announcements that have been put out this past week regarding a partnership between the XFL and CFL, as well as the possibility that the 2022 XFL season may be postponed. Our number one priority is and always will be providing the players with transparency and empowerment of whatever situation with which we are faced. To that end, multiple sources, including former and current league coaches and executives, have indicated to us that there is a strong likelihood that the CFL may cancel the 2021 and 2022 seasons as well. We will be contacting management from both leagues to discuss what we as players should be aware of moving forward. I repeat, repeat, the CFL may cancel the 2021 and 2022 seasons as well. Well, to quote Wayne's World, and monkeys may fly out of my butt too. Watch for that. This isn't happening, folks. And the unfortunate thing is here, I've got players writing me like crazy. I'm not going to name who they are, but they're, they're concerned. They're worried. This is the United Football Players Association. So I just happened to be on the phone this morning with a CFL guy when this came down. So I said, have you heard of these guys? He's like, well, yeah, heard of them. He just said, a quick search. He just texted me. These <clears throat> blanks had their first meeting in January of 2021. 53 followers. You just put 2021 (laughs) WTF. 53 followers on Facebook, 338 on Twitter, 386 on Instagram. Look, doesn't appear that they are in any way associated with the Canadian Football League Players Association. And... Throwing this around with football guys this morning, they're like, look, people want to believe what they read. That's the unfortunate thing. What did I say to you? Four to one people in the world are good people. They want to believe good things, right? They want to trust what they read. Well, that one person can be a real jerk. I'm not necessarily saying that one person is this rogue players association that not many in football have heard of, but they don't speak for the Canadian Football League. And I see guys are quoting league sources from the CFL saying this is false. I didn't need to go to the Canadian Football League to see if this was fake or not. I knew that it was fake. Our XFL friends and reporters, many of whom, I'm going on the number one XFL podcast this afternoon, they're saying, no, 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 this could be a thing. This this was founded by Ken Farrow. He played in the XFL and he was in the CFL too. I don't care. Now, you can't send out a news release citing rumors. You can't do that. I can write a column citing it. You can't as a reputable organization or union, you call yourself a union and send out a news release. You're hearing that they might cancel the season. Thanks, but you know what? I'll wait to hear from Randy Ambrosi and
4: The Rock. That's an internal memo you could send to your (laughs) association members. That's the thing right there. Right? You could send it as an internal memo saying, hey... Guys, we're looking into this, but here's a rumor we're hearing, so just be prepared, right? You want to avoid the situation of guys holding on, right, thinking there's going to be a season, there's going to be a season, there's going to be a season. Let's not get a job. There's going to be a season. Let's not get a job. Yeah. And then there's no season. So you want them to be realistic. But, no, that's not a press release. It's really a non-story. Um,
1: but uh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so I'm sorry. and I can't. Look, I'm on the air, and we have a wonderful staff here but they don't have login to my personal account. I guess we need to change. I can't DM all you guys back, okay? This is fake news. It's wrong, and shame on the UFPA or whatever they are for what they just did. And you just said it. That's a memo. That is not a news release. So it doesn't do the CFL any good that's trying to work towards the season. I really believe that they are for this to come out. They may still cancel it, but that's not what this is today. I think we covered it. That's it. Uh, So to the quick six show topics, please, uh, Director Jordan.
2: Thank you.
1: Number one, and we're going to fly through these because time here on the warm-up is limited now, thanks to the UFPA. It's limited. And uh, number one, the Toronto Argonauts signing this morning, or announcing this morning, they have signed linebacker Enoch Mwamba. Well, of course they did. Yeah, It would have been news if they hadn't signed Enoch Mwamba. Bravo, Toronto Argonauts, you're signing everybody. We get it. And there's a reason Enoch Mwamba is as expensive as he is. I don't know. Has anybody reported what he's signed for? I don't know. It right now could be Monopoly money if they don't play, frankly. Right? That's the thing. Yeah, but that's not real big news to me. Uh, Two, where's my phone? Monday NHL leftovers. This is what I came up up with when watching the Scotia North Division games last night in the National Hockey League. What? Could not believe it, by the way. Couldn't believe what? Your leftovers. Oh, here's mine. Uh, Hey, the Habs didn't win it last night in Winnipeg. The Jets lost it, which moves to my second leftover. Connor Hellebuck suing For lack of support, he should. Winnipeg's goalie. Every time he looked up, he had three white Montreal Canadiens jerseys in his face. I'm like, where were the skaters? Out past the blue line. Come on, Winnipeg, you're better than that. And you're not going to challenge for number one in the Scotia North Division playing like that. My third leftover was, whoa. I found myself cheering for the flames last night. My arch nemesis. I don't know why. Other than watching the Jolly Rancher on their bench, Daryl Sutter. And I love Daryl. And the entire Sutter clan. So I just, you know how, what do I say to you in the recovery world? You can't schedule feelings. You can't. That's I right. didn't expect to be pulling for the Flames in the Battle of Alberta against Edmonton last night. But lo and behold, I was. Something took over. And good for them. They're 3-0 and under Dale Sutter. And you know what? I think everybody in Canada just perked up and went, uh-oh, they're awake. Yeah. And the Flames' only problem was not talent. Who said it? This guy. But they had their heads up their ass for the last month and a half. And they're just, they were going through the motions. You could see it. They were playing listless, not for each other. And now, you don't do that for Daryl Sutter, okay? Or you'll be up the road. That's right. Uh, and then the other thing, I saw Flames fans saying, oh, yeah, we won two games since Daryl took over, but we've been, the games have been boring. News flash, winning's never boring. Never. And I'll take that over an exciting loss any day. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. And then the other one was uh, Artemi Panarin for the Rangers last night had a goal and two helpers. But they still lost. So those were my in overtime to Philly. Those are my uh, leftovers. Point four, no, point three of the quick six show topics here is NFL free agency. God knows you can get enough coverage in a lot of other places, so I'm not going to go very far into that at all. But here's the one thing. A Patriots fan texted me last night, CTV's Daryl Rommel, and I was supposed to troll you that supposedly the Titans got... Did you get robbed in free agency? We lost uh, a
4: couple of pieces, but we got better. We got okay. a lot better. We got Bud Dupree from the Steelers. Okay. But we lost... Johnu Smith, who signed in New England, and then Corey Davis signed with the Jets. So we lost two offensive wins.
1: Well, so Bill Belichick spent more in the last 24 hours on free agents than he has in the last 10 years combined. That's the stat that I received this morning from ESPN. So our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, did Bill Belichick buy a contender in free agency? On Twitter, 55% of you saying, no, he hasn't bought a contender. And on Facebook, way more. 92% saying, no, Bill. But you know what this is proving? Great coach, crappy GM, Bill Belichick. That you got to go spend credit card money to rebuild your team. What happened to your own growth, your own development, your own scouting? Pretty sad, Bill. Uh, Point four. Very exciting around here. Game day tonight, 8 p.m. Mountain. The Regina Pats against the Moose Jaw Warriors, the two 15 year old phenoms. Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats, the WHL's first exceptional player, going up against Braden Yeager, the guy that maybe deserved an exceptional tag, too. There was talk of that. They're going head to head tonight like two Rams on a mountain. 8 p.m., we'll be calling the game on Access Now television, Darren and I. And for those that say that we're talking too much about Connor Bedard because there's 19 other players on the team, you know what? Tell them to start playing. Don't bitch at me. If it wasn't for Connor Bedard, the Pats have been blown out their first two games. Yeah, you want some more headlines? Start playing like it. Because right now, this kid's the only guy that's doing anything, for the most part. 8 p.m. tonight. Did I mention that? You did. Uh, The fifth point of the Quick Six Show topics is Winnipeg Free Press hate. I've been getting a lot of it. This really hurt my feelings. (laughs) This from Scott Lyons in the Winnipeg Free Press this morning. Their editor. Their editor in the Winnipeg Free Press. In case you missed it, former Saskatchewan Rough Riders play-by-play man and current online talk show host Rod Peterson spelled it wrong, and online host, run national television for four hours daily, brah. You're a sentence into that, and you've made two mistakes. Peterson declared over the weekend that unless you put your money where your mouth is and supported the league's ridiculous fundraiser, you don't have a right to express an opinion on this issue, spelling mistake on issue in his column. And if he doesn't, and he doesn't care if you were financially devastated by the ramifications of the pandemic. He also doesn't care if you bought season tickets for two decades or five. He only cares that supposedly you weren't there when the CFL needed you. I've heard a lot of outlandish things over the years, but this one takes the cake. Scott Lyons, that's three paragraphs, three mistakes. And I'm supposed to listen to you? <clears throat> Next. Your opinion does not matter to me at all. Um, Dave Patrician, the sports doctor, has written him back, by the way. He's got my back, the sports doctor in Winnipeg, emailed Mr. Lyons. Steve, as a dedicated reader of the playbook and a dedicated viewer of the Rod Peterson show, I believe you and Jeff Hamilton are taking Rod's comments out of context a bit. He went on to say how he he, uh, interpreted my rant on Friday's show, and he says, here's the key point for all of you people that have been following this situation. Dave says, the situation is the same as here in Winnipeg with the roads. People expect the city to fix them, then scream bloody murder when property taxes go up. People almost rioted when the CFL went to the federal government last year looking for money and lost it when the Manitoba government was going to step in with some money to subsidize a bubble season. So you don't want them to get money from the government. (laughs) You don't want to pay more than you already are, but you don't want them to change their league or go to the XFL for help. Are people starting to see the flawed thinking in that? Are you coming around? To what I was saying for the last four days. Are you starting to get it? Because these people do. Uh, and then lastly, the Blue Jays beat the Detroit Tigers 4-0 yesterday. Are you following? Do you care?
4: I get the notifications. I'm not in yet. Tell me when it's for real. What's, when's
1: it going to what's it gonna take? Right. This is our year. It's Maybe.
4: A, yeah. This, it's got to melt around here the, the whole way. And uh not yet, but I'm following the updates. I get the, I get the notifications, and I always uh, make sure I turn them on. So
1: <laughs> so from Winnipeg, Monty Classen. Well, he's in Saskatoon. Monty says, tell him to get over it, Rod. I have your back. Tom Halleck says, Roddy, you made a mistake. It's Steve Lyons, not Scott. Tom, that's how much I care about his opinion. I never heard of him until today. Do you see the flawed thinking in that? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know who this guy is. He's going to take a run at me. Save, your, save it.
4: I mean, it's good content for him. It's low-hanging fruit
1: in Winnipeg. <laughs> I guess. So. Right? But, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we got a lot to get to today. Those are the topics. But Ron Duguay <laughs> joins us next this is the RP Show. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states, including Manitoba, on Bell MTS Cable. Live on YouTube and Facebook daily and 24-hour sports talk for Sud's full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
3: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming. And your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So I used to get those Nicky things. You must have too. nick yourself (laughs) and you're bleeding. Doesn't happen. Because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, manscape calls them. So, what more do you want to know? When you, when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti-shaving cream. You leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing—that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use code FANSIDED20.
3: Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Coast to coast, like butter and toast, the RP Show continues We'll get to that CFL, XFL stuff later because it is a hockey day. Bruce Boudreau, Dale the Rat Dirt and now Ron Duguay coming up. And I can't believe that that I need to read his bio. You can bring him in, Clark, if you want. Uh, Sudbury Kid, National Hockey League, 860 games in the man's era, by the way. Very difficult to crack the National Hockey League when he spent all those years with the Rangers, Detroit Red Wings, Pittsburgh Penguins, L.A. Kings. And he joins us now from the Sunshine State with his hair a lot uh, shorter than what people probably would expect. Ron Dugay, how are you, sir?
0: Hi, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. I've, uh, I've been listening to your program the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and uh, Daryl's not getting a lot of air time there, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: sorry. He will. He will. He'll, he'll. He's got a lot of questions here. But these guys didn't even know who you were, Ron. And look. I feel it's a pleasure to chat with you, by the way. I feel like I'm interviewing the yep. Loch Ness Monster or um, the Sasquatcher, this mythical figure. And, you know, a lot of your former teammates, Mike Blaisdell, Rod Dahlman, have told me all these stories. And I got to say, Doogie, everybody loves you. That must be a nice feeling. That must be a nice feeling.
0: Well, um, I like to believe that being likable, Uh, Makes a difference. And especially when you're dealing with teammates in a group and uh, getting along is really important. I've always been uh, uh, a team guy. And so whenever I hear good feedback, whether it's from teammates or fans, uh, makes me feel like, you know, I've, I've left a good impression. Leaving a good impression is really important for me.
1: Well, and, you know, so I mentioned two guys that you played with, but we had Alan May on last week, and he said he just wanted to have a beer with you back in the day, but it was hard to pin you down. He said Ron was famous for carrying a bottle of water with him everywhere. And these days, that's cool, Ron. In the 80s, it wasn't. Was that a true story? Well, that- <laughs> That was your thing? Well,
0: yeah, well, that was more when I decided to make some changes. When I got traded from New York to Detroit, uh, I had to make some uh, lifestyle changes. So when I got to Detroit that whole summer, I decided, well, I got to get off the beer and get on the water. Because one of the reasons why I got traded out of New York is I was uh, I was overly partying. Let's put it that way. And Herb Brooks didn't appreciate it and uh, it got to a point where he felt like he needed to make a change so i had to make a change in my life so it had to do with lifestyle settling down really basically concentrating on being a player
1: well uh, good for you i love you even more six years sober here january 27th 2015 so trust me i get it and it is cool people don't understand daryl do you want to ask a question you keep going. I'm I'm good right now. <laughs> the guy dressed up for you. Ron. Life, life is good. Two weeks ago, he didn't know who you yeah. were. You you were, and now he's all a fluster that we got Ron Dugay on. So, you're a witness. There you well, go.
0: <laughs> hey, listen. I I, I got a. You know when I think about Winnipeg, I don't know. I, I'm assuming you know this. I was drafted by the Winnipeg Jets in the WHA, first round. So I I, often people ask me, what would have my life been like had I lived in Winnipeg, played for the Jets, and actually uh, played there in the NHL? Things would be different because I have a connection to Winnipeg. I go there maybe once a year, do events, and I always have a fun time there because I grew up in Sudbury, Ontario, and Winnipeg and Sudbury are kind of similar as far as uh, the passion for hockey, it's winter, it's cold. And the people there are just very grounded, very nice. So I have good memories and I love going to Winnipeg.
1: You're, Win- uh, how would your life have been different? Win- it Win- wouldn't Win- have been the same. <laughs> Winnipeg's nothing like New York. <laughs> yeah. Nothing okay. like New listen, York. Listen, Ron, he Googled you and he's just falling down the rabbit hole, all these stories <laughs> in the New York Post and this stuff. Blaisdell told me this stuff years ago you want to tell me some mike Blaisdell stories and turn the tables like you guys seem to have a good time in the big apple from what i understand
0: well for those guys was it was essentially just keep up with me and they would be <laughs> behind me off and i didn't see what was behind me it was all ahead of me uh in detroit again i you know i show up in detroit and everyone's saying and i had this reputation of being such a wild and crazy guy but i really slowed down but the one thing that I made sure I was going to treat the players with. And that's what I think about Stevie Eisenman, uh, He wanted to go to Studio 54. And sure enough, that's where I would take the guys, Studio 54. And But backing up when I was in New York, it was funny because in warm-up, I would have opposing players. And back there, you know what it was like. It was serious. Training camp, I mean, uh, warm-ups were serious. Guys are eyeing each other down. Who's going to fight who? But I had guys eyeing me down like, hey, dudes. Uh, can you get me in the studio tonight? <laughs> and so <laughs> and so, I kind of made friends that way. And I, I think certain players backed up because they knew that I had the hall pass into getting to the studio.
1: That's outstanding. And, and the one th- thing this has had to be feel good too, if you read it in the New York post, they said Ron Dugay is one of the few Rangers greats that transcends multiple generations that the fans of today love you just as much as the fans of the 70s and the 80s and i've never heard anybody described that way as a as a icon of a fan base that that must feel good
0: yeah and i think what happened is that i was brought back in uh i recycled myself back into the uh ranger world because i did television so i worked for uh msc for 12 seasons i got to do that and when you're back on tv i was the face and the voice of the new york rangers did that for 12 years. So uh, it kind of what happens is that you have the men and the women in their 40s, 50s and 60s having witnessed myself back in the 70s, which it was a very exciting time. You know, I'm flying around. I got the big Bon Jovi hair and I'm a big guy. I got some speed. I'm noticeable on the ice. And uh, and of course, um, you know, they would hear about me in page six of the New York Post, which that's who I work for now, which is funny. Uh, And so, you know how stories grow bigger and bigger with every year? I think these men have talked down who I am to their kids and grandkids and the mothers and the grandmothers. So now I end up on TV and they would say, you know what? I remember this guy when this and this, he dated so-and-so and and uh, he was just a really fun guy to watch. So I- I'm a big believer. If you're going to be a hockey player, you got to understand. If you're playing the NHL, you understand there's an entertainment side to this. And be noticeable on the ice, regardless of what you're going to do. Uh, and those are the guys that I I, I I get attracted to watching in the NHL, which they are not that many anymore, unless you're a Connor McDavid. Uh, but there's not as much entertainment value on the ice because they've changed the type of players playing in the game so to be talked about now as I was back then uh, it's you know it's it makes me feel like you know I didn't score as many goals as I would have liked to I didn't win Stanley Cups but my goodness I I I I left there where people were they appreciated who I was so I continue to do that I don't work for MSG anymore but I work for the New York Post I do I work with Larry Brooks and uh, every week we do a show where we talk about the Rangers so I'm still in the mix and I love being part of something that's special.
1: Yeah, I know. But, you know, you wouldn't have lasted as long as you did or had those friendships if you weren't a humble guy. And I don't think the stories grew because <clears throat> Blazer and I only spent one year together with the Regina Pats, but he told me the stories about the limo parked in the back of MSG and how you'd send somebody out to see if that limo was there. And if it was, you'd go out the other door. And I'm not, <laughs> not going to go any further. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But I... A lot of comments coming in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. From uh, Slapshot Sweethearts podcast. Girls are watching. They're in Washington, D.C. and L.A. Great stuff, Ron. We would love to sit down and chat with you. They're part of this belly up network. Uh, Well, there's a lot. John Ohm in Winnipeg. I love Ron Duguay. I got to ask you this, and then I'll turn it over to the viewers. My last question. Better city to play in, L.A. or New York, as as a king or a ranger?
0: Oh, it's by far New York. I mean, L.A. L.A. is so spread out. L.A. was it was a different kind of monster. I got there. I'm a married man with kids, but I get there with Wayne Gretzky. So if you could just imagine the attention he brought to hockey in L.A. and all the celebrities that wanted to be part of something was special. So I got to meet just about everyone that I had met in New York already, but I got to meet a lot of different celebrities. And everywhere we went, uh, whether it was in LA or regardless where we played, it was such an attraction. It was an event, so it brought the best out of me. But that was me as more of an outsider because Gretz got all the attention. In New York, it was so much about me. And New York is New York, it's small or smaller. And uh, once you make it in new york as they say you can make it anywhere well once i felt like i made it there all the doors opened for me i mean the big door opened at studio 54 but I, I had access to just about anything i met so many interesting people and the one person that i ended up meeting um at studio was andy warhol and andy was introduced to me uh through roger bear uh Rod was a good friend and so once i met andy i went. i met everyone and uh, so Andy put me on the cover of his magazine interview. And from there, I end up meeting Elias Minnelli, Elizabeth Taylor, you name it. I just met just everyone. Steven Spielberg even had dinner with me one time because he was uh, wanting to know if I was capable of acting. And that's when he was doing the movie uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so he was actually interviewing people that lead role. I was only 23 at the time, so I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't aware of really what he was looking for. So I am just giving you examples of what New York was like versus LA. I love New York and that's why every time I go back there, it feels like it's the same as just that now I'm I'm 63 versus 23.
1: Wayne Gretzky was on the day days of our lives. Like how were you as an actor though? Did you ever figure it out if do you have some do you have a what do you call it? IMDb? IMDb? Yeah
0: yeah ryan's hope i did ryan's hope did you <laughs> and how from, was it yeah um well you know they they limit what you're gonna say what you're gonna do right because they're not quite sure and so i was able to pull it off and then from that i knew alan thick alan thick put me in uh hope and gloria i had that sitcom hope and gloria and i was in 90, 90, nine oh nine oh nine nine one oh two is that what it is 90210 yeah (laughs) 90210 (laughs) that's how old that thing is and so with cam neely so i've done i've done some stuff uh i didn't pursue it i i should have but by then i was married and kids and happy i was living in california and i guess it wasn't important enough for me going back thinking back now i would love to have tried or give it a little more of a shot because i love movies i love i love entertainment
1: you're an entertaining guy. Absolutely. I remember 90210 because every time I'm traveling in the States and I got to fill out your zip code, I say 90210 because I can't remember any other one. And they accept it. Mm. But from the, um, from the viewers here, Kyle Hall from the Broadway Hat Podcast. He's watching in New York right now. He says, love seeing two Broadway Hat podcasts guests together. Ask Ron his thoughts on what the Rangers will do leading up to the trade deadline.
0: Um. Well, I, I think it's going to depend where they're at, whether they have a shot of making the playoffs, if they need to add a player. Um, and if that's the case, uh, that would potentially be a, a centerman. Uh, they're, uh, they're, that's where they lack their weakness. I don't think they, uh – Zabinojad's been a good centerman, but he's struggling this year. So potentially, if they're like four to six points out of the playoff spot, they try to add something, and that could be the best player available. Uh their youth looks really good, so they don't want to mess too much with their younger players. There's Eichel in Buffalo that uh, I don't think he's going to be available by then, but all the talk is that he may be available for the Rangers. Taylor Hall may be available because they're a mess in Buffalo. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think they haven't made too many moves recently, so I think they're going to stick with what they have unless they feel they can make the playoffs.
1: Thank you for the answer. And just lastly, before I let you go, there is a lot of heat on Alexi Lafreniere. Canadian kid, number one overall. How do you feel he's played in his rookie season?
0: Well, I don't want to overthink it, overjudge him. Uh, you've got to consider the fact that he didn't have any training camp. Training camp for a young man, really important. He did not have no feel for the game, for the pace of the game, because there is such a difference now with Major Jr. playing in the NHL because the pace of the NHL is so fast, and the structure of the NHL is much a little more difficult than it is Major Jr. So you don't have the time and space. So this kid, uh, he's getting a lot of ice time. He's getting quality ice time because Coach believes in him. He wants to develop him. So... He's, uh, his hockey IQ is very high. Uh, He makes good decisions with the puck. His issue is, and I believe this could change as he gets older, he needs to get a little stronger, lower body. He doesn't have Connor McDavid type of speed. He doesn't have that explosive explosive speed. So when you're very talented and you have explosive speed, you can do a lot of the stuff that you were capable of doing at Major Junior. But because he doesn't have that, he looks more ordinary. Uh, I was expecting a little more out of him, but I'm seeing that he's a very smart player, makes good decisions, and he's got good hands, and it's probably good; it's just got to take a little longer to develop.
1: Uh, Ron, rapid fire. We only got a couple minutes left. You know TV. I don't want to disappoint these viewers. They get a lot of questions. Uh, so if you don't mind, can we fire them at you fast? Uh, where is it? Who will be a bigger star? This is from Ryan in Albany, New York. In the Metro Market, Matt Barzal, Jack Hughes, or Alexi Lafreniere? Uh, Barzell. Uh, what do you think of Lebor Hayek, the former Saskatoon blades defenseman on the Rangers blue line?
0: Uh, he's, um, he's, de- uh, he, he, to me, I wasn't sure at the beginning, but now he's looking a lot more confident. So he looks like he's a confident kid, which goes a long way in developing into being a good player. So I think he's going to, he's going to be a regular for the New York Rangers.
1: From Jamie, Ron, any dental tips those pearly whites look fantastic.
0: Well, thank you. I spent thirty-five thousand. They're br- they're brand new. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you got your money's worth. You got your money's yes. worth. Run. Yep. Listen, we'll let you go. I hope. Can we do it again? Can we welcome you as our Rangers insider from time to time? This has been fantastic, and we just we just started. It feels like.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. In fact, there's a couple of things I wanted to chat with you about because you're such a hockey guy. Because with Daryl Sutter coming in, what does this mean to the league? Because we're bringing old school back. I mean, can you imagine Mike Keenan came back? Right? If he'd have come back, he'd have come back
1: by now. Daryl's changed a little. He's mellowed a little. But you know what? You're right, Ron. But the question is, does Babcock come back? How many of those old school guys do come back? Like Daryl. Right. Yeah.
0: Daryl still treats his players with respect. Well, he yeah, he does. But it's more the uh, physical aspect of the game, you know? playing with more passion. I want to see more passion on the ice. And if you're going to do that, sometimes you have to give a, get different types of players. And the other thing I'd want to discuss with you, what happened to these hardcore, tough Canadian hockey players that end up playing in the NHL? I'm not seeing a whole lot of them anymore. It's all these skilled, nice, good skilled players. But what happened to the guys that come in and they can score goals, but my goodness, tough to play against? Ron. Is Canada not making anymore. They've been banned from the
1: game. Have you watched a junior game lately? You can't fight. You, they barely hit. And we, like last night, there were some fights in the Flames game, and I'm like, this is hockey, but we're not teaching the kids that. You can't hit until midget now, right, Derek? Bantam. Bantam? Tier one bantam, but tier two and three, there's no body contact. So the skill guys is the emphasis of the game. You're not going to get, there are some tough guys, Ryan Reeves, and who's the guy the Islanders got? Ross Johnson? Matt Martin? Is yes, the, are they're Johnson, Canadian? Yeah. So
0: yeah, there's okay. just not a lot so of we them. Just, but... We just, we counted two. Two over 500. And so, yeah, I know, because I watched the uh, championships, the junior championships. You watch the Americans and the Canadians. Normally you can tell the difference between those two teams, those two countries. You're watching, it was all the same. Canadians and American players all look the same. So uh, I thought I'd ask you that. Yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to hockey. We can do this again. I love time.
1: it. I love it. Let's do it. All right, Dukes, thanks. We'll let you go get to your tennis, and I appreciate you fitting us yeah. in today.
0: Okay. All right. Good talking with you.
1: Awesome. The great Ron Dugay joining us today from the Sunshine State. You didn't ask a question. No. It's it's you were just, not just okay. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's great. It's <laughs> Life's great. Good. Life's we'll good. be right back with the rat. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV. YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
3: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media
1: platforms?
3: Now, back to the studio with Ron.
1: Well, this is unbelievable. Great chat with Ron Duguay, and he says, I, ha- I didn't give Daryl Sutter his due. Listen, I agree, but how about this sports update? Daryl Sutter is now 3-0 and since taking over the Flames after Calgary beat the visiting Edmonton Oilers 4-3 last night. The Oilers hold down third spot now in the All-Canadian North Division. The Flames are two points back of the fourth place Montreal Canadiens. The UFC intends to stage a pay-per-view show in front of an arena full of fans on April 24th in Jacksonville. Last night, UFC President Dana White announced his plan on social media to stage an event in front of North American fans for the first time since March of 2020. UFC 261 will feature three title fights, and the MMA promotion intends to sell 15,000 tickets to the show. The 68-team NCAA tournament field is set, but it's the next few days that could be the most nerve-wracking. The tournament will be held entirely in the Indianapolis area, and the nerve-wracking part is no player can show up for a game without seven negative COVID Tests. And the Blue Jays are in Clearwater, Florida today, playing the Philadelphia Phillies in grapefruit action. Righty Tanner Rourke is scheduled to start for Toronto. The Blue Jays are 8, 6, and 1 in spring season play following their 4-0 win over Detroit yesterday. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination. You can follow them. I find them on the Heart of the Doudney strip. And you're home for all Regina Pats games. Watch them on their big screens on Access Now TV. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. And I will paraphrase this by saying the CFL is denying a report by a rogue players union. I believe it's called United Football Players Association. Citing sources that the CFL will be canceling the 2021 and 2022 seasons. I never believed it from the second I read it this morning. CFL is denouncing that we'll get into it later but I'm so excited to bring in my good and longtime friend Dale Durkach, the rat Pat's icon career leading score former head coach and part of our TV crew how you doing Dirk fantastic thank you for having me on you're always doing fantastic
2: what are you gonna say no <laughs> one wants to hear anything else
1: what did you think of Ron Dugay
2: that was really good really easy fun uh, you could just sit around and talk with him about hockey. As uh, you could tell, he was actually kind of interviewing you at the end of it all. <laughs> that
1: was weird. Yeah. The guy's got a wee bit of charm. Yeah. And we'll
2: talk about tonight's
1: huge Pats Warriors clash at 8 p.m., which we'll be calling on Access Now, and Dirk will be with me. But just since it is a hockey show, how would you answer his questions on two-parter? Is Daryl Sutter getting enough credit, and is he starting something? Old school coaches coming back? And B, why are there no big, tough Canadian hockey players anymore?
2: Well, I think uh, those are two pretty good questions. I think Daryl Sutter, you know, he might be old school in terms of your thinking of him and age-wise, but people change with, with the times. Um, I'm sure he uh, has people around him, too, to help him. You know, you have younger coaches, people who can relate to the players, and you said it. I think if you treat uh, players with respect, they'll, they'll do whatever you want them to do and play the game. Um, big, tough uh, Canadian hockey player as well. Uh, the game has changed. The game has changed uh, a ton. Uh, even I look back, uh, I was with the Capitals, uh, you know, it was about 15 years ago uh, in terms of scouting, and then I ended up with Toronto here for the last six years. and not with them anymore, by the way, but uh, it changed. Uh, when, I, when, I went, when I was with the Capitals, we were still looking for big players, tough players. Now the first thing you look for is skill, skating, You know, and obviously the best players are always the ones that are the smartest, that have all those other qualities. And fighting is, is out of the. I mean, you can't even touch a guy. I mean, some of the penalties these days, I mean, uh, I'm not a big guy, but I still uh, like a little bit of the old style of the hockey. I I mean, I don't want to see clutching, grabbing and brawls, but let's make it a little bit competitive where you got to battle for pucks. And, you know, God forbid, if uh, you get a stick in the mouth battling for a puck, so be it. Come on. I know,
1: but I saw Cock and Yemi took another shot in the face last night in Winnipeg, and I'm thinking he's going, come on, it's never penalized. I don't really get it either, Dale, and I think the hockey viewers, especially those with kids or nieces and nephews, just perked up and they're like, what are scouts looking for again? Can you run that by me again? Right, because they all want to know. Well, because it the, has changed
2: yeah, it has so the fir- the first thing you, you see and notice obviously is skating, but you know skill is a big part of the game now, and we've skilled uh, kids out of the out of the rink pretty well now with uh, that's all we've been doing for the last uh, five months here, but skill is a big part of the game, so uh, I think a lot of players get by now even if they can skate, they have skill, and sometimes they're not even the smartest players but Again, the best players are always the ones that have all those qualities, and the best players are usually the smartest players.
1: Some viewer comments from Greg Buchanan watching in Canada's only border city, Lloydminster, Saskatchewan. He says, seeing Dale brings back so many great memories growing up in Regina. One of the most exciting players ever to wear a Pats jersey. Oh, there's no doubt, and we're going to talk about the next one coming up in a second. Uh, Don Muir watching in Winnipeg says, Adam Lowry. He's big and he can skate. He has it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a big, tough Canadian hockey player. I got, you got me. It's not like they don't exist anymore. But I look at the Vegas Golden Knights, and that's why. Dugay drops the best questions at the end of the interview, Dirk. We could have gone yeah. on about that forever. But look at Ryan Reeves. Look at Keegan Colazar.
2: Yeah, those are uh, some big, tough guys. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, I watched Colazar uh, scouted him in the Western Hockey League, and he was big and tough there. And, you know, he has a role. There's a, a place. And look at Vegas, how good they're playing. And those guys play. They do play, though. I think there's a spot for uh, a player or two on a team that they are tough guys that can drop the mittens, but they have to be able to play. You can't just come and sit on the bench and do nothing. At some point,
1: if the Vegas Golden Knights line up with an Ottawa or a Calgary in the playoffs, which isn't going to happen this year, but I would think Reeves and or Colazar will grab a Kachuk and just and that'll be the end of it. That's what I think is going to happen. That's how that story ends.
2: Well... That could happen, but it might not be the end of it because then you end up with uh, how a many minor penalties and- suspension fines, and that might just fuel the other team on and, and give them some light. and You know what uh, I'm saying. Some fire. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like that kind of hockey too, by the way. I know you do.
2: Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, being a smaller player, everyone always asks me, well, what, what about that physical play back in the day, the fighting, the brawls? I, I mean, I don't like the brawls. That's crazy. I, I have three sons that play the game now and, I I wouldn't want to see that type of stuff. But the odd fight out of competitiveness and battle and and you want to win, I like that. That, That's part of the game for me. Um, I know it's just about out of the game, though.
1: Glenn's watching in Florida. He says, I remember Dale always standing next to Jeff Crawford near the glass for the National Anthem when he played for the Pats. Message to other teams, stay away. But you don't stay away. Come back after this break for more. Viewer takeover. We'll get to your questions with the rat. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. Facebook and YouTube Live. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
3: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It's the final segment of this hour, but Dale Dirk is staying with us into hour two. So, listen, it's a big game tonight. The guy's a longtime scout in the NHL with the Leafs, Capitals, and the PA Raiders. I need your scouting report, Dirk. Well, I'm going to wait for the music to quiet down here. Okay. <laughs> I need your scouting report of the big game tonight. The Regina Pats and the Moose Jaw Warriors, 8 p.m. on Access Now TV. Bedard versus Braden. I know that might be a disservice to everybody else on the ice, but that's what I'm going to be hyping up tonight. You're going to be part of our crew.
2: Yes, I am, and uh, that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Pretty exciting. Both those players uh, get lots of ice time. I, I was going to say it uh, on our broadcast the other night. Dave Stritch is not shy about playing the kid. Played him in every position on the power play. And uh, that, that was nice to see. And, uh, and then I watched uh, some of the Warrior games, and uh, uh, the Warrior kid's good, too. Jager looked good, won the game for them in a shootout the other night. So it uh, should be a fun game tonight. Uh, and those guys aren't all the focus. There are a lot of good players on both sides, and uh, it's a big one for the Pats. Warriors 2-0, and o, Pats the other way. 0-2. Oh big game. Big they game.
1: need better goaltending. I had the Pats ranked to be ahead of the Warriors. We're two games into a 24-game season. Who's the better team overall do you think who's going to come out on top in 24 games time
2: you know i think they're very close i don't think there's much to pick out of a lot of the teams i think everyone's going to beat everyone in that uh in the bubble here or hubble or whatever we call it um i think uh the pats um they just they'll come along strutchy will get them going They'll get organized um, defensively. Uh, they'll cut down and pro- on the turnovers, protect the puck better. I think the Pats are going to come along, and by the end of it all, I think they might just edge out the Warriors a touch, but it's going to be a fight, and tonight's going to be a good one.
1: You can't argue out of the gate. The Moose Joe Warriors are 2-0, and and the Pats are 0-2. So there's a lot on the line tonight, 8 p.m., and we'll be calling it Dirk will be on the crew. More hockey talk next hour. Dale's staying with us. I think they like asking you questions, Dirk. You're good to field some? I know 100% you are. No and problem. Bruce Boudreau from the NHL Network's going to join us as well as we keep the hockey chat going. And big news, CFL, XFL today. We'll talk about that coming back next hour. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, and we'll see you right after this break.
3: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.